Hey, Al McCoy here, and you are listening to the Solar Panel. Hey, you let me know. You won't beat the hell with car. Oh, it's like bling blow, ayy. Yeah, you can't hold me down. Yeah, how you let me know? You won't beat the hell with car. Oh, it's like bling blow, ayy. Gonna, 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 yeah, gonna. Hello and welcome into the Sun Solar Panel. Happy to have you with us, whether you're watching on the Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page, the Sun Solar Panel YouTube page or Twitter, or you're listening on the podcast. We're happy to have you. This is the show that has had two episodes with Fox Sports Arizona. <laughs> intro. So that we're keeping them busy in the graphic department <laughs> at Fox Sports Arizona. It is a big day. Uh, we just talked to you two days ago, and everything has changed since then, as we have uh, obviously uh-huh. big news on the trade front. But before we get to it, got to welcome in the guys. It is Saul Bookman. Saul, how are you, my friend? Dude, I'm fantastic today, just like everybody else. Well, I would say a, a, a major portion Most. of everybody else. There are some yeah. people that are not happy today. That's fine. They'll get over it. This is a good day. And despite what the name under his video says right now, he is not oh. Espo. He is Dave King. Uh, Let's switch that around. Me. My bad, guys. You're just trying to. Yeah, yeah. Because you're going to do try- a little bit of mea culpa here, Espo. So you're trying to throw some shade back onto me before you do that. Dave's just trying to look cooler than he is. He is Dave King, the one, the only, the <laughs> elder statesman of the show. Dave, how are you? Oh, pretty good. How are you guys? You don't have to. Hide your voice. It's uh, already. You can, we can see the hair, just like me. So, Dude. so let's get into this. I mean, it's let's silver. Not... It's not great. Well, man. hey, not... I think uh, a pretty good way to start this show would be if uh, the Fox Sports Arizona Digital host kind of set the tone for what just happened today. Is that cool, guys? I yes, think, I think it is good. Lead us in, man. Let's, let's, do, it. let's do it, Krista McDougal. Here we go. Crazy is going on. All right. So, if you were excited about this. What do you think of this? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably not coming on a horse, but Chris Paul is coming. There's some chatter that you might get traded to the Phoenix Suns. Man, I'm going to year 16. I'd have heard about every rumor that you could possibly hear. <laughs> so today we put the rumors to rest and welcome CP3 to Valley. They go on a multiplayer deal from Oklahoma City uh, in a package that I'm told is going to include Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre. How does the West look now? And now the Suns and Robert Sarver in the Western Conference, they become a real factor in this Western. There we go. There we go. A real That's factor awesome. by Woj. That is a awesome. real factor in the West. I mean, hey, we, we we should probably bring the guy that was talking about it this weekend, huh? Hey, let's bring in Flex from Jersey, our friend who broke the story. And Flex, uh, I got this for you. A bottle of bubbly. <laughs> uh, if I were not sitting in what amounts to a walk-in closet of a studio, I'd, I'd pop this thing open. But I'm pretty sure I'd impale myself if I did it in here. But congratulations, uh, as you were the first. Dude, I want to see it now. And, <laughs> and it's actually your long nightmare is over because Twitter was not very kind to you. But you were correct. CP3 is a Phoenix Sun. Uh, how do you feel coming off uh, coming out the other side of this? 
Hey, hey, guys, true transparency. I don't drink at all. I, I just don't <laughs> drink. And I'll probably guzzle that thing right now. Out in front of me, I'd guzzle it because, um, yeah, man, it's um, how I feel is I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted, yeah, but, but, but it's a little, you know, it's a, it's a exhaustion and excitement at the same time. And, um, you know, forget all the other stuff behind the scenes, man. We got Chris Paul and, and we just put him with a 24 year old megastar and Devin Booker, an up and coming guy in DeAndre Ayton and, and, Quite frankly, man. Um, I mean, no disrespect, man. I know some. I know. I know some of these guys. Listen, uh, we gave up Ricky Rubio and Kelly Oubre, and I mean, the rest of it is is what it is, man. So, I mean, we we absolutely hijacked Sam Presti today. Um, I, at least that's what I believe. I believe we hijacked Sam Presti today. Um, I can I can go into like over the weekend. I can I can absolutely unequivocally confirm that they wanted the 10th pick. They wanted Cam Johnson. There was a whole bunch of going back and forth between the two teams. And uh, I said it on a tweet um, vaguely without trying to overstep my boundaries. But I said, listen, there's a, there's a time, uh, there's a hard timeline. And this is a professional game of chicken between Sam Presti and James Jones. And they got down to the deadline and uh, James Jones won <laughs> emphatically James Jones won guys. Um, and, and then again, um, understanding that there's other moving parts and there's other things that I think are uh, planned for the future. Um, I think we're going to come out of this and, and, and look at James Jones like he had a home run, man. Well, look, he championship experience. Uh, James Jones knows what it's like to have ice in your veins. And he also had the wild card in this situation. He had Chris Paul backing him up. He, Chris Paul wanted to be in Phoenix. So I, I think it's it's a lot easier to play a game of chicken when you know that the, the main guy in the deal is also pushing Sam Presti for it as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I did look on ESPN though, and they didn't actually have the Suns total. I mean, everyone was a winner in this trade, but uh, I think it's, is it Pelton that does the uh, trade grades? He says the Suns only get a B minus because um, they did have to give up a first round pick at all, even though it's conditional and it's two years down the road. Uh, and uh, they gave away some good players, and so Sam Presti wins again. He gets an A, but I I just think the Suns absolutely nailed this tr this trade, absolutely nailed it. They got their their guy at the present. They have around their core of the future, DeAndre Aiden, Cam Johnson, who did not go anywhere, even though he was uh, the the Thunder tried to include him in there as a, as we understand. Uh, Mikkel Bridges, who they would have asked for if they thought that. Uh, James Jones wouldn't keep laughing until they hung up and uh, they got Devin Booker who's only 24 years old. So this is one hell of a core. I'm looking forward to seeing who else Chris Paul brings to the table with him because he's not going to want to just come to the Suns by himself. He's going to want to bring a guy that he really respects and wants in the lineup with him. What do you think, Flex? Well, I, I can tell you, emphatically that he loves the team as it is right now. He he's in love with book and Aiton and he loves Mikel. And here's a, here's the thing guys, there was about four different parameters of this trade. Honestly, there were, there were various different, there were a bunch of different variations of this trade. And I said this earlier on, on my podcast, the coast to coast. Um, this was the most unlikely one when, when they sat down and analyzed it, they Phoenix, this is the one Phoenix wanted the most, but they felt it was the most unlikely because they didn't think that OKC would go for it. And at the end of the day, they did. And they won the game of chicken. So 
not not including 10 and Cam Johnson, um, along with the core they got, it changes the variables a little bit. I mean, they were working under the premise that if they lost Cam or lost the 10 pick, then they'd be a little bit behind the eight ball as far as depth and stuff. So so that's when you start talking about these other names that, that would circulate and Gallo and some of these other things, right? But now that you don't have to give up Cam Johnson in the 10th pick, um, watch out for Wednesday night, man. Uh, that's all I can say. Watch out for Wednesday night because, <laughs> you know, history has a way of repeating itself. And and from, you know, from a close contact, I'm going to stop saying sources. One of my good friends <laughs> says stop saying sources. Sauces. Right. So from a close contact, um, I could see a scenario Wednesday where the Suns actually drop back again and and acquire, you know, a pick, a couple picks down, but also acquire a player that might be on an expiring contract or, or similar to Dario is is you know on a team that's questioning whether they want to pay him or not it might be a, like a restricted uh on a restricted contract so yeah um that could happen and then there's some interesting names um again i kind of don't want to go down this rabbit hole right now again no. um so so i'm going to leave that for a later date but, but we're are- all going to say flex said <laughs> we got the flex bomb right so i will say that there's some interesting guys that do want to play with chris paul and the names are starting to pile up and I'll, I'll give one last uh, one last analogy, guys. You guys, all, all three of you guys, I respect your game, and I know y'all know everything about ball. And so I, I'm sure you guys can all elaborate on how you felt when you were at home a couple years ago, and you saw Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green just come off a championship run, and then you clicked on ESPN and you saw Demarcus Cousins signing for four point five million dollars. Everybody probably lost their mind at the beginning. They're like, oh, my God, how did they get the Marcus for four point five million dollars? Well, it didn't work out. And I don't I'm not a big fan of the Marcus, but I'm saying that this is a situation that is uh, very reminiscent of that. And so don't be surprised if you see a guy that's supposed to get paid, actually take a little bit less money to come play with the Suns on a contract that you probably won't believe. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. All right, I got to go back to that, okay? There's two things, okay? First, we ain't just going to let him drop that and then just walk off. Like, that ain't going to happen, okay? (laughs) First of all, like, that's a completely different situation with the Warriors, okay? They're coming off of back-to-back championships. They had a chance. You know, DeMarcus went there because he knew the kind of program that really was. The Suns Mm -hmm. don't have that history in the last 10 years. They got to establish that. So Chris Paul coming – coming here starts to establish that right mm-hmm. uh, so i don't think it's quite you know i don't think we'll we'll kind of fall into that happy go lucky bucket if you will you know demarcus had a lot to prove still um right. and, and so they presented him an opportunity there wasn't many better opportunities out there and yeah. uh so he took you know what what looked like it could have been a sure thing ring uh, before kd got hurt and clay towards acl and all that stuff in the finals right and then going back I would just like to say through the comments today, everybody, I mean, there was a a significant portion of people that were very upset about the fact that they lost a first round pick. And I'm like, (laughs) have we not learned anything about the NBA in the last decade? You know, I mean, you got, you know, Kawhi and Giannis going in, you know, plus 10 to 20, you know, like the NBA, unless, unless you have a cream of the crop, you know, uh, superstar, like a LeBron, um, yeah, it's just, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter because you can still find a great player if you're picking in the teens or in the 20s or in the 30s or even in the second round. Look at San Antonio, you know, with Ginobili. Like, that's what they do. And if you have a good program, and James Jones, Jones has, has proven that he can at least have one good draft. Let's see if he can put two together. 
um, and make it happen. So I don't, I don't think you should be all worried about a first-round draft pick being given up. The ma- major thing is you lost Kelly Oubre. He brought something to the table. He actually kind of turned this fan base around into kind of pessimistic into a lot more optimistic. And I think that was a very good thing. And, and kudos to him. And we're going to miss him like crazy. But he's gone. And you got a second-team All-NBA performer at the point guard position, a significant upgrade in return. It's a, it's a win-win for both teams. Well, yeah. Look, the, the draft pick too is in 2022, which if this, if, if your plan pans out the way it is, congratulations, you just got the 26th or 27th pick uh, in the draft. Like this, you're not, everybody values these picks so much because we slogged through 10 years of constantly being in the lottery. But if everything plays out the way you hope, it's not going to be a lottery pick. It's going to be a mid to late twenties pick and and that's fine that's you you right. have to give up something to get something and i was in the camp that give up this year's 10 if you had to to get it done and and i was thrilled when you saw what they actually gave up to get this deal accomplished yeah listen guys devin book is done with the draft i mean i'm I, he's just done yeah. with he's o- he's over it man we we got to get past that that part of uh worrying about draft picks but solid solid listen you're, you're absolutely right um, there's not going to be, you know, I'm, I, I don't want to, uh, frame it like exactly like DeMarcus Cousins, but, um, just to reiterate a little bit, just to try to clear that up a little bit. This, this is um, true. The, the Thunder do have like 5,000 picks. Seven, in the next five seven, years. 17 <laughs> picks is unbelievable. That's, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. Unbelievable. I mean, that's, that's two teams worth of picks almost. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't pick all them. You're going to have to get rid of some of those, but, um, I, I'm just going to say this guys. Um, what I'm being told is again, and this is, and not anything you don't already know. We're in a pandemic. Uh, owners are hemorrhaging money. They're expected to lose upwards of 50 million per owner, um, and that's being generous. Uh, we may not have fans till midseason, and and again, that that may not happen. That's that's wishful thinking. So there's owners that don't want to give uh, multi-year deals this year, and there's agents that are telling players, "Don't take them." It's, you're just not worth it. It's you, you go in there, you get a one year deal and then you jump back in the market maybe next year when things are a little bit more solidified. We're out of the pandemic. The owners feel a little more comfortable. Fans are back in and, and things are a little more clearer. So what I'm saying is, you know, I, I know there's a list of guys that are now contemplating, hey, you know what? Do I uh, do I take a shot at doing something out there in Phoenix and take a lower deal than I probably could have got if I wanted a multi year deal? Um, do I wait? Do I sign a one-year deal, play this out, and then get back in the market next year when I can get my raises and everything will be a little bit more normalized? So, again, I'm not saying we're going to get LeBron James or superstar, but I think there's going to be some surprising names that are going to be willing to maybe take a little bit of a cut oh, under a 72 under a 72 game season. By the way, not a full 82 game season. You're getting us excited, Flex. Yeah, Holy I mean, crap. hey, he's pouring all the gas Anthony on the Anthony Davis for is sure. going to take the head level for one year. <laughs> no, 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 no. Dave, Dave. Man, There's the me- Cousins right there. There you, it is. You want me to delete my Twitter account, bro? If you, if you claim that I said something like that. AD man, oh to Phoenix. God. Book it. Let's do it. AD <laughs> to Phoenix for the mid-level. <laughs> for the mid-level. Yeah, there you go. Imagine that. Imagine that. We got a better chance of Michael Jordan coming out of a time and playing with the Devin Booker in what i need to know flex is does did your sources tell you contacts are your your contacts did your contacts tell you who informed the horse from the uh jersey unveil video that kelly is no longer a son 
Do we know who the horse now? Okay. You, Man, you know, we're just we're just replacing the the horse with the banana boat, right? We got right, right, here. right, right. Hey, 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 hey Espo's gonna get that picture. I promise you that Espo's <laughs> gonna get the banana boat picture in Tempe Town Lake. That's happening. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, listen. The four I, of us. <laughs> I feel I feel bad. I, you know, I feel bad for Ricky. I really do. Um, yeah. It's, it's, you know, I, I'd be remiss and I say that, man. R Ricky was a pro's pro. And, you know, today the business bit him in the you-know-what, man. And that's just the nature of the business. And, unfortunately, you know, to get somebody great, you got to give something up. Um, Kelly Oubre, guys, listen, I can't I can't reiterate this more, man. Kelly Oubre had no future here in Phoenix, man. I know people love him, and I know they get excited. You know, uh, they sat at the table Two years, you know, when it when he when he had the chance to negotiate that contract, man, there was tension even then. Um, you know, there was there was reasons why this kid didn't play in the bubble. This, you know, connect the dots, guys. It's not hard to figure out. You know, um, there was a lot of things going on well before the bubble, and so Kelly wasn't going to resign with the Suns, and the Suns weren't interested in giving him the contract that he wanted. And so I don't even, you know, the Kelly Oubre part of the deal is kind of like, listen, it's water under the bridge. Let's forget about the Kelly Oubre part of the deal. Let's talk about CP3, maybe. Let's do that. Let's do that. You know, we got to thrive in optimism, and let's go forward. We can't look that. People that want to focus on CP3 being 35 years old, he is. You can't get around that. 35 years old. But the dude was all-star this past year, second-team All-NBA. The last time, it's been a long time since the Suns had a second-team All-NBA player on their roster. So uh, he is not dead yet. Chris LeBron, Paul is here LeBron's to play. LeBron's up there in age. LeBron's up yeah. there in age. Like, so? Right. right. Exactly. Right. So right. Chris Paul Chris Paul is fine. And he's going to be playing the Ricky Rubio role. Now, obviously, Chris Paul plays his own role because the dude is a 10-time All-Star, future Hall of Famer, and all that jazz. But this offense is just as good or better for Chris Paul than it ever was for Ricky Rubio because Chris Paul can actually make those outside shots. He can create the outside shots. You're not going to see. I love, look, I love Ricky Rubio. He was great for Devin Booker. Chris Paul, though, will be even better. Yeah. Well, they have to respect his shot, to your point, Dave. Yeah. And that, that's, you know, yeah. that's what they have to do. And the, the age thing, you bring up the age 35, people tend to forget. Oh. Yeah. That 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 was the age that Steve Nash led the Suns to the Western Conference Finals last time. So mm -hmm. it, it's not like uh, oh, thirty five is uh, is just impossible to succeed in this league. I think people are are reading too much into that. I'm thrilled because what he's going to be able to do for Devin Booker, opening things up for him, what he's going to be able to do for DeAndre Ayton, this is this just makes so much sense. There's a pick and roll partner now oh, for DeAndre Ayton that that can feed the beast now, right? He's That's hopefully he's the catalyst to to DeAndre Ayton taking a huge step next year. Absolutely. Oh yeah, man. he's going to be so hard on DeAndre Ayton. So go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. D listen, we we talked about it on Saturday, right? I, yeah. I said that the, the person that's going to benefit the most from this is DeAndre Ayton. Um, listen, CP's a son. Mm -hmm. uh, Planet Orange needs to be on fire. Devin Booker is absolutely on cloud nine. So is Chris Paul. Um, there's a lot of energy around the team. He's going to make Cam better. He's going to make Mikel better. Listen, I, I can see DeAndre Ayton taking a Bam out of Bayou step this year. You know, you know, winning does that. Winning does that. Um, you know, again, and when I say Bam out of bio step is, you know, statistically, uh, Aiden puts up those numbers. That's not what, what I'm talking about. 
I'm talking about recognition wise. Uh, once once the Suns start winning and you start seeing 22 and 13, 24 and 15 every night in the box score, um, and and a much more freer and 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 simplistic, uh, you know, way of getting those numbers because CP is just that good and Book is that good. So it's it's going to uh, it's going to unlock a whole bunch of different dynamics to this basketball team. Um, and I, I'm going to go ahead and say it right here on the solar panel Uh-oh. with my three guys. Devin Booker is going to get MVP votes next year. Devin Booker is mm-hmm. going to explode mm-hmm. on the scene. Not that he's not already on the scene, but I, I made a comment to one of my contacts earlier. I was like, you know, um, there's still people that write ridiculous articles that think Devin Booker is the 31st best player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, that was recent. That was recent. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So, now, now those things start to become concrete top 10. Hey, you know going I mean? back to that flex. So I remember, I think what you're talking about is when somebody ranked pre-bubble, who are the most impactful players coming into the bubble, which is, you know, the top 22 teams in the league. And Devin Booker ranked 31 on that list. Yeah. Now, given what we know now, they went 8-0. He got MVP or co-MVP, I think, of the bubble, um, or at least first team all, but whatever it was. And now he he and Chris Paul created that bond or at least strengthened that bond in the bubble. And now Chris Paul insisted on going to the Suns. Who's the most impactful player in the bubble now? Devin Booker. Devin Booker in in spades. And here's the thing, Mm -hmm. guys. Listen, I I love Jason Tatum. I think Jason Tatum is incredible. I like Devin Booker more. I think Devin Booker is just a more complete player than, than Jason Taylor. Now, I'm, he was splitting hairs. They're two great young players. They're two great young players, okay? Phenomenal young players. But I saw a list that had Jason Tatum as the seventh best player in the league. So if you're going to put Jason Tatum as the seventh best player in the league, then then you, you can't argue that Book's not a top 10 guy. And and here's the thing, man. Um, again, I, I – this is the best player Devin Booker's ever played with, man. Like he's not. Yeah. Go back and look at the list, man. There's 60 guys that aren't in the NBA that played with Devin Booker in the last <laughs> yeah. five years. No, don't look at the list anymore. Let's just I'm, not look I'm, at the list you anymore. Know, uh, and, the people that kid had to play with is is I mean it's atrocious. Yeah. I mean, no disrespect. NBA players are NBA players. I don't ever want to say an NBA player is atrocious, but you get what I'm trying to say, man. I mean, the, the level was way below what that guy should have had uh, on an NBA team. Well, Flex, uh, we got the bubbly. It's been on ice. Uh, go uh, go, pop yourself uh, a drink, a, a warm milk, since you don't actually drink and enjoy <laughs> your evening. You, you've earned some Go make yourself a Shirley Temple. There you've you earned go. yourself <laughs> some well-deserved rest. Thanks so much uh, for joining us. Tell everybody where they can find you on social. Hey, you can find me at CruzFE13 on Twitter, Flex from Jersey. You can find me on the Coast to Coast podcast, uh, Coast to Coast Pod 1. And shout out to my man, Dan Duarte at uh, Dan Duarte 89 on Twitter. So check us out, man. Love you guys. You guys are the yeah, best. Great pod. Great pod. You guys have. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, yep. man. Hey Thanks, guys, any, anytime you need me, holler, man. We know. Hey, uh, Flex. Appreciate you. Your contact. You're always, always ready for us. That was Flex and Joyzy. Joyzy. And Jersey joining us on the show uh, yeah. to talk and react to the CP3 big news today, the trade to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, and we've got – the guests just keep coming. I mean, when you have a big day like today, yeah, uh, you just got to bring in, bring in the guests. And, and we've got Keith Smith, one of our favorite cap experts, joining us mm-hmm. on the program now. Man, welcome back to the show. How are you, Keith? Thanks, guys. I'm excited to break down the Abdel Nader trade with you. 
(laughs) (laughs) Now, for those uh, who haven't been following along, Keith is definitely a huge cap expert. He updates got his salary cap sheets on his Twitter uh, profile. You know, quick links to him. He's awesome at this. He's got contacts in the league and all that. Um, So we're really happy to have you back on here, Keith, to talk about this trade. The focus, um, well, first of all, what's your take on the trade? And then we'll talk about what's next steps for the Suns. So what do you think about the trade? Yeah, I I love this trade for Phoenix. I you know don't think I could like it more. I I understand the people who are saying that this doesn't make the Suns like a top four or five championship contender. But my point that I continue to try to make to people is you can't get there without getting good first. Right. You know, and and I'm not trying to stir the pot. I promise, I'm not picking on y'all. But I'm not saying anything you don't know. It's been a long Mm -hmm. time since the Suns have been good. So, you know, this this trade now puts them right there as a playoff team in the Western Conference, barring injuries, all the other qualifiers we want to put on those things. Um, I think they've still got enough flexibility. I know that's why I'm here, because we'll talk about that um, to build out the rest of the roster. But, yeah, I, I couldn't like this more for, for the Suns. I think Chris Paul is the ideal kind of guy to play next to Devin Booker takes a lot of that ball handling pressure off him. He can, Chris Paul showed me over the last few seasons playing alongside James Harden. And then really last year with a fairly young OKC team that he is willing to take a step back early in games, let other guys get going, let them do their thing and then be that late game killer. We know he can, can be. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that's going to be a lot of what you see with him. And I think, you know, despite the eight, no, you know, run in the bubble, I think the Suns maybe single biggest thing was they didn't have another guy besides Booker who could easily create offense off the dribble, you know, create something when, when there wasn't anything there. And now Chris Paul can do that. And then beyond Devin Booker, who he's going to be great no matter what, I think you're going to see DeAndre Ayton. There may be days when DeAndre Ayton's ready to kill Chris Paul and he's had enough of him. But I think by the end of the year, he's going to be like, that was one of the best things that ever happened to me was getting to play with this guy. He's going to be all over him. He's going to be all up in his case and those kind of things. But DeAndre Ayton's going to play fantastic basketball, um, better than he has at any point. And you guys know, because we talked about it last time I was on with you, I'm pretty high on him for how far I think he improved as much as any player from year one to year two, um, especially on the defensive end. So I I love that. And then for the OKC side, I know this isn't the OKC show, but I think they did well too. You've got a couple players that you can move on as veterans. I think, you know, move in separate deals, kind of continue that they're in, you know, part two here of a multi-year kind of tear down um, Sam Presti's. I don't think his goal will be complete until every other pick is a thunder pick in an upcoming draft. I think that's where he's trying to go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be, you know, really kind of, um, you know, good for them though. They, they got a you know future first. They get some guys they can flip in other trades for, you know, an aging and expensive player that didn't fit what they were trying to do anymore. So cool. both sides, it's not often you get these, but both sides, I think this is a win-win deal. For both last, teams. last time when you were on the show, Keith, we talked about roughly 18 million in in cap was what where yep. we had talked and, and projected. Where does that sit now with everything that's happened with this deal, with the cap finally being solidified? 
Uh, what are you looking at when you crunch the numbers? Yeah, so the Suns can go two ways with this. There is reporting coming out from, I believe it's ESPN. I, the first mm-hmm. place I saw it was with Kevin Pelton, that this trade will be completed today. I'm starting to wonder because it's now 730 here on the East Coast where I am. And it hasn't been, yeah. And it hasn't been yet, right? So, so I'm starting to wonder if maybe the Suns are saying, hey, can we hold on? But right, OKC has to agree to that too. OKC may have something else lined up with one of the guys they're acquiring or something like that. We don't know, right? It's gonna both sides have to agree on the timing of this. But let so let, let's talk first. If if they hold off, if they wait and make this trade um, after the league year flips over um, on the, this Sunday, you know, all the way till then, um, then what they can do, the Suns can create that about 18 million in cap space and they can go out and use that. Then they can then trade all the players they're trading because the salary matching works just fine to the um, Thunder and, may, and make the deal that way and then bring in the guy, you know, bring in Chris Paul, bring in Abdel Nader and go that way. So they could go that way. That's the way I think they should go. I think the 18 million or so in cap space makes a lot more sense because the other option, which sounds like the way they may be leaning, is make the trade now. You stay as an over-the-cap team. Then you keep all your cap holds. You keep your bird rights on guys like Aaron Baines, Dario Saric, uh, maybe Frank Kaminsky. Um, if, if they you know don't exercise his team option, or you could even pick that up and just bring him back then at that point because you're not using cap space. And then what you have at that point is you could re-sign those guys. You have your taxpayer or your non-taxpayer mid-level exception. Um, about 9.3 million or so that you can use to go sign somebody or multiple players because you can split that up and you have the biannual exception as well that you could use with that. So really the choice is 18 million in cap space, which doesn't rule out bringing back Baines or Sarch or Kaminsky or those guys because you can always use some cap space to bring one of those guys back in the room exception of about 4.7 million or you stay over the cap, keep their rights, you can pay them basically whatever you want and then you have the mid-level exception of 9.2, 9.3 million and the biannual exception of you know about three and a half. Million. Okay, so we got two. We got two ways they could go. Just to summarize, I'll try to be short. I'm usually not, but I'll try to be <laughs> summarized. Everybody, get, everybody, bow you, your head and pray. Here we go. You can get extra space if you don't finalize this trade until next week, or you get the mid level that all the other teams have pretty much, um, and and that's all you've got to spend if you execute the trade now. Um, I think there's a little, there's probably a little less than the 18 million now because of the people involved in the trade, right? If you go in as a cap team, it takes a little bit out because you've got to make up the difference on the Chris Paul salary. Is that right? Um, No, I think I did the math out. Unless my math was off, it looked like they could match salary just fine. Oh, perfect. Um, Okay. They're sending out a considerable amount of salary in in Uber, Uber and um, and, uh, Rubio combined are over 30 million. Yeah. Um, then, then you add uh, LeCue and, um, gosh, I don't forget. Yeah. So I think you're there uh, on okay. that. This okay. is all, this will also, I'll tell you too, just now I'm getting into the cap nerd stuff and you're probably going to lose half of your viewers here and listeners, <laughs> but it's, um, they'll break this up both sides into some, some separate pieces here because they might, they can probably send out LeCue one way for the sun side for salary matching. OKC can absorb him another 
way. So they may create some very small trade exceptions and the like out of this. The the league, the CBA, the league allows teams to um, structure whatever is financially best, that most beneficial for them. Um, so that so you may see that come out of it, but that's not going to make a huge difference in this. That's just that's just me being a cap nerd. All right. So, so you look at it and you you're saying salary cap hold the trade until until the weekend is, is the yep. way you would go looking looking at the numbers, correct? Absolutely. That that's the way I would do it. I just think that makes more sense to do it that way. Um to 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 do that. I, I just think that is, you know, I would rather have that 18 million in space, even if it's only 17 million or 16 million. I'd still rather have that in the ability to go get, you know, one really good player, right? That puts you in line to challenge for a guy like Jeremy Grant, a Danilo Gallinari, uh, Davis Bertans. You, you could make good offers to a four, which I think they need. I think that's probably a position to need. I like Cam Johnson, but let's face it, right? Second year guy, you know, you, you probably want a little bit more depth there. Or, you know, if you're doing that, you could do 12 million on one of those guys, 6 million on somebody else or something like that. So I, I think those are really um, – you know, kind of uh, important things to, mm-hmm. to consider versus the mid-level. As Dave said, you're really now, you know, that's 20 teams have the mid-level mm-hmm. and you're competing, you know, with the same offer for a lot of these same guys. You're still going to get yeah. a good player or two. Even if you can go 12, yeah. you know, yeah. you're, you're competing with only five teams yeah. as opposed exactly. to nine for 20 teams. So, to, so, yeah. so that's how I would go. Correct me if I'm wrong to get to that. 16, 18, the larger number, if you hold the trade, you have to renounce those holds though, right? The, yeah. the Kaminsky, yep. the the Sarich, the Baines, you, ha- you have to renounce yep. those to get to that money, correct? Yeah, the only guy I have him hanging on to in that situation is campaign. Because I think yeah. you know he makes sense with how well he pay, played, um, but you could even do something with him. You know, one of those kind of wink, wink deals where we're gonna renounce, we're gonna decline your team option, we're gonna renounce you, and then we're gonna re-sign you because he's on a minimum contract anyway. Yeah. Right, he's not gonna um, lose any money. Yeah, he wouldn't lose anything. He'd be right back where he was, um, just fine in that position. You could even say too, we'll give you two years guaranteed at the minimum versus just this mm-hmm. one year upcoming. Or you know, if we have a little bit of cap space left. We'll throw your way or something like that, um, which is, you know, I think he was one of the more impressive kind of stories that came out of the bubble with how well mm-hmm. he played. So, so yeah, but that that's it. Yeah. You're then, then at that point you, you could use cap space for Baines or Sarich or those guys, but they're not coming back on sweetheart deals, right? Those guys well, you're are also, you could use up your uh, open space and then you're still going to get, if you do this with the open space, you're still going to get a $4 million yep. room exception. 4.7. And then, 4.7. So you can bring one of those guys back Mm -hmm. uh, on on that exception. Yeah, I think that's yeah. more likely probably like a Dario Sarge than, than it is um, yeah. Aaron Baines. I think Baines, I just know there's enough teams that like him for the full mid-level or at least almost all of it that, yeah. I, that I think that becomes a little bit of a challenge. But, yeah, you, you could get that. Yeah, they, either way, they're set up pretty well. You've got pretty good flexibility. You're going to fill this roster out. Because the other thing now, too, is now that you have CP, you're in play for guys that you may not have been yesterday. You know, there there are guys who now are saying, "Hey, I can be the the guy now. Now I can I can make sure instead of fighting to get into the playoffs in a very deep Western Conference, we would be a playoff team and we can make some noise in the playoffs and do do those kind of things." So that that's I think the the other big piece is you've added you know one of the those guys who can push you over the top. Let me Keith, ask buddy. you. 
Oh, oh, I, I'm sorry. No, I, I actually we have a special guest that wants to jump onto the chat, and uh, we would love to hear his thoughts on this trade as well. So we're going to bring on Mr. Eddie Johnson. What's going on, Eddie? Hey, I'm, doing, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? How are you doing, you? man? It's been a long day for me, man. I, I'll bet. <laughs> Eddie is going to call when I do this, okay? I, <laughs> I've been on my radio show for six hours a day, but I'm going <laughs> to give you all a few minutes without all a doubt. Right. Eddie, uh, I appreciate you very much, buddy. Yeah, th thanks so much, Ed, man. Uh, no your overall thoughts on this on this big trade today? Well, obviously, it's a tremendous opportunity for the Suns uh, to finally, I think, make the next step. Uh, so it's twofold, right? Uh, they make the next step, get themselves a chance to make the playoffs after ten years of not being in, and then two, solidify uh, really the comfortability of Devin Booker. Right within the organization. Obviously, you know, the Suns are thinking about the comfortability of Devin Booker and giving him an opportunity to actually have a chance to get to the playoffs and do some damage. And, and with the addition of Chris Paul, that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, this team, in my estimation now, uh, is about a fifth seed. Uh, if they play up to capabilities, uh, maybe they can move to a four. I think they're going to be that good. Eddie, you were an all-time great scorer, shoot the rock, could, could score in a variety of ways. You had the opportunity to play with guys like Kevin Johnson and Gary Payton. How important for a guy like yourself and a guy like Devin Booker is playing next to a point guard who has those elite-level skills like CP3? Well, you always want to play with guys that make life easier for you. Right. I mean, in this day and age, we watch a lot of guys have to exhaust so much energy just to go get two points. And, you know, back in the day, if you pick up videos, you'll see guys that was able to carve out 25 points and didn't break the sweat because they just knew how to operate off the ball. Uh, strategically, they knew how to place themselves to be able to get really good shots without having to exhaust a lot of energy and then save some of that energy for doing some of the other things to help your team win. Uh, maybe finding other players with, the, with your passing, rebounding the ball, defending. Uh, those were the great players have learned to do. Saw LeBron do it during this run in the playoffs. I mean, you know, he just knows how to get himself in position to just have a huge effect and while still being on the court. And I think Devin's going to learn that plan with Chris Paul, who's going to really place him in great situations to score. Now, let's give credit where it's due. Uh, Ricky Rubio, to a, to a large extent, uh, helped Devin probably have his best year last season all around. And so Chris Paul is going to be able to take him to the next level. So all due respect to Ricky Rubio uh, and what he's done for the Suns, he should not put his head down uh, by getting traded, guys. I mean, when you get traded by to, to someone for an all-time great, uh, you shouldn't be disappointed. Eddie, real quick before we let you go, um, you know, everybody talks about Devin. But, you know, we got to talk about D.A. and how big of an impact Chris Paul and his style and his demeanor could have on such a young player like that. What do you think the impact is going to be for D.A.? He's the most important figure in it all because we know what we're going to get from Devin. We know what we're going to get from Chris Paul. Uh, and, uh, mm -hmm. DeAndre's going to have the most pressure on him than he's had probably since he – was uh, dominating everybody in middle school. <laughs> I mean, uh, if he doesn't know what pressure is, he's going to feel it because he has to step up. 
And he's more than capable of it. He's very talented. Uh, and I think Chris Paul and Devin will raise him to another level. But if he plays up and improves like we saw him do at the end of this season, uh, I think the Suns are going to be a tough team to beat because they're going to have some guys that are not going to be responsible for a lot of stuff. I mean, Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, we know they're both good defenders. Cam Johnson can shoot lights out. And those two guys are going to find themselves getting wide open shots all game long. And it's all about now just knocking them down, not exhausting too much energy on the offensive end, but then going on the defensive end and really, you know, being reckless out there in regards to that. So see a lot of great things, man, but you're right. It falls on DeAndre. Uh, he is the third cog in this wheel and he can ultimately become the first cog if he, if he lives up yeah. to, uh, you know, expectations. Man, Chris Paul, Mikkel Bridges, and DeAndre Ayton playing defense out there. We're going to forget all about Devin Booker needing help. You know, he's, <laughs> he's got everything he needs. Exactly. I mean, that defensively, I think the Suns could move right up the charts. And that's how you win in this league. And they're going to have offense and defense, which is what the good teams have. Well, EJ, we know you've got uh, another busy day uh, coming up tomorrow <laughs> with Sirius XM. So we'll let you go vo uh, ice the vocal cords. We appreciate and get you, ready man. For that, but we appreciate uh, you. And, nice uh, of you being nice to me, Espo. I appreciate that. Well, <laughs> once, once once you leave, I won't be. That's it. That's the way it works, right? right? I, know. I already know that. That's why I brought it up. Uh, EJ, <laughs> we'll, uh, we look forward to hopefully having you on again in the future. But thanks for taking a few minutes to break down the train. Thanks, guys. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Eddie. Appreciate it. Uh, Thanks. All right. Eddie, Eddie Johnson, one of the uh, one of the greatest scorers in NBA history that doesn't get the the attention he deserves. Uh, also, yeah. color analyst for the Suns on Fox Sports Arizona. See, I can be nice to EJ go. after, after and, the and, and sorry, Keith, you know, when you get a text and <laughs> yeah. he's like, hey, I want to jump in the chat. I'm like, hey, let's do it, baby. Let's do it. And, <laughs> He was awesome. Man, if, you, if you're apologizing to me for bumping me for an NBA, <laughs> no, all star, I got to call my mom and tell her good thing. <laughs> man, that's, uh, yeah, you don't get to apologize to me for nothing. But, so, Keith, we can we can grind gears and back, get back into cap nerdiness. Now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, so, so we're hearing in Phoenix there's some reports that the Suns would like to hold on to Sarge, not not renounce his rights. If yeah, that yeah. happens, and I know I'm asking to do some calculations on the fly, and better you than me because I'm not a math guy. Uh, where do you where would that kind of put uh, put the Suns cap wise if they kept Sarge and then and and played with the rest of the cap space and made the deal this weekend officially? Yeah, I don't I don't know that you can really do that. Um, they, they think that has to be that deal where you just stay over the cap, yeah. um, fully because because they've got 18 million, right? Um, without all those guys, we were talking about Sarge has a 10, 10.4 million, almost 10 and a half yeah. million cap hold, so that takes you right out of the running for cap space if you, you keep him. I know people will be like, Well, doesn't that leave eight? But at that point, you I'm going. I can go super right. deep into this, but you add back the exceptions that takes you back over and those kind of things. So, and you would rather have his cap hold in a nine million dollar exception than eight million dollars in cap space. But they could have a not necessarily a wink, wink, but they could have a gentleman's agreement with Charge that they'll bring him back after free agency, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 It doesn't even have to be a wink, wink because he's their own free agent. 
they can, you know, with him, they can really do, you know, kind of whatever you want to do negotiating. You can say, hey, we're going to go, we're going to structure things this way. Um, we'll bring you back with whatever we got left of cap space. Or we're going to give you part of an exception. And then what you might see, I, I posited this is kind of what might be going on with the, the Bucks and your old friend, Robin Lopez. Of mm-hmm. Sometimes these teams, what they'll do with their own guys is, you know, we're going to let you it looks like we're letting you go, but then we're going to re-sign you for one year for a lot less money. Then the next year, we're going to re-sign you again because we've got now we've got your bird rights. We can pay you whatever we want. So you take a little haircut this year, which is not the mm. end of the world in the escrow year and all that other stuff. Mm. Take a little haircut now. We'll take care of you. And that just you know becomes a trust thing, right? That's a how does Dario Sarge and his team believe with um with James Jones in the front mm-hmm. office that, that, you know, if we agree to this where we're all going to, you know, say, take care of each other together. So, you know, that, that's all that comes down to, but yeah, that's certainly possible. I was real impressed with Dario when we got in the bubble. Sorry, Espo, just a sec here. Um, He was totally for staying with the Suns throughout the entire bubble, all the way through from day one. He was so excited about being with the team and and contributing what he could. I think he's real excited about the backup center as a main role for him because then in the second unit, he gets to run the show a little bit and have a little bit, instead of being the fourth best guy or the fifth best guy on the floor, he's the first or second in the second unit. Um, I think he really likes what he sees. And he was talking totally positive in the bubble. So um, if, if he's got a good um, relationship with the front office, maybe that's the way they go. Yeah, and Keith, this, I, I think you made a great point in terms of potentially guys in this year in particular willing to take a little bit of that haircut yeah. because this is the most bizarre free yeah. agent you see. And next year, if things go the way they're hoping, it opens back up a little bit because they're not going to lose as much uh, as they did in the previous season. And the whole escrow situation complicates things a little bit more. So yep. I think we might yeah. see a lot of guys willing to take that kind of a, a, a haircut in this year to hopefully benefit in the upcoming years. Speaking of haircut, we did have a, a question in the chat that just popped up. Um, if we retain Sarge, Carter, Payne, and Baines, where are we at financially? First of all, I don't think Baines is coming back, um, but we could speculate on that all we want but if that were the scenario first of all can they afford all all four of those guys second of all where would they be at cap wise in your estimation yeah they'll be over the cap the question at that point is if you're trying to start keeping those guys and you're you're keeping paying and you're resigning Sarge and and if you're going to resign Baines you're going to work out a new deal with with uh, Javon Carter you're going to now you're running up against the luxury tax and that I, I I'm again I, I don't want to rain on your parade here on your big day, but we all know that's not a real thing for the Phoenix Suns is is paying that luxury tax. So, if they yeah, look, uh, if they want to get, if they want to spend big in a season where, as Espo just laid out, there's no revenue. I yeah. mean, hey, Stranger Things can happen, uh, but let's say they want to do go big. It's absolutely possible to keep all those guys with their cap holds and all that. And still do the mid-level exception before bringing back Baines and getting up close to or over the luxury tax, right? Yeah, it would be pretty close. I'd have to run the numbers, but it'd be pretty close. the The only the only thing you got to watch there is if you use all of the um, the mid-level exception, you do you become hard capped. Um, mm. But I think they'd still be far enough below the hard cap because I don't think Sarge and Baines are commanding all that massive of a one year, um, you know, first year salary. I should say, not yeah. One year. 
you know, that then you run into maybe that, but I don't think so. I don't think the Suns are close enough for that. I think it would just be more, can you stay under the luxury tax? So so that, you know, starts to become a question. What about, you know, here's here's a guy that that I don't think a lot of people talk enough about, and I, I just, I don't know, I've always been a fan of of his game uh, in OKC and then Toronto. What about Serge Ibaka? Is that is that yeah. too far out of the, the realm of possibility? I mean, he, he fits that kind of power forward who could stretch the floor, play defense, uh, rebound, like the whole nine, like, I know everybody likes to talk about Gallinari and all these other guys, but I don't know. Ibaka to me just screams like this is a perfect system for him. Yeah, I think Serge is. Yeah, he's your you know almost kind of your ideal fit because he's he can play. He can be really both your starting four and your backup five if you needed him to be right. And then yeah. he slides over for ten minutes a game and plays there. Or if you you know if you kept Sarge and added him, I think your challenge is if you if you are a cap space team, that mid level exception. Serge Ibaka is going to have you're going to or the Suns would have you know 10 15 teams in competition with them for him for the mid level money. And now, if you had the cap space to what Dave said earlier, if you could go to 12 or 13 or 14 mm-hmm. for him, that might be the difference <clears throat> there, you know, with, with a guy like Serge Ibaka. But yeah, fit wise, per- perfect guy. But that's the guys you're kind of looking at, right? So those those types of guys, the uh, you know, I think are the um, the the those veteran players, maybe a one year, two year deal, you know, for the full mid level, you know, that play the four. I think those are the guys you're looking at being the best fit for the Suns, and they're also reasonably, you know, in in range with what the Suns have to offer money wise. Okay, hey, absolutely. To, 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 that last, to that last oh, comment, right, right, I just want right. to say yes, absolutely. If we got an invite <laughs> to Serge Ibaka's cooking show, we would be there in a second. <laughs> We're on it. I, you just got to eat whatever he makes, right? Isn't oh, that the oh, rule? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's he's always cooking some kind of shady stuff, but hey, I'll I'll try it. I'll try anything once. Let's do it. I, I'm not a man that turns down a free meal. I'm just gonna say it. So <laughs> well, hey, uh, none of us do, man. Can, we're all in. Keith will fly right out. Keith. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, one one thing. Uh, it's it scrolled by the chat so fast. Man, that chat's going hot and heavy today. I love it. Yeah, it is. Um, scroll by the chat so fast, and somebody had the best question that I've seen in a little while, which is, how in the world did Elliot Kobo survive that trade and is still on this team? <laughs> oh, because the numbers didn't match. I don't know. But Keith, Keith in terms of numbers <laughs> – in in terms of of numbers, last time we talked, uh, you brought up Christian Wood, maybe looking at like that mid level exception. Have you heard anything yeah, that's going to be more? Yeah, you've heard that it, that I, that's what I was yeah. suspecting, and I'm guessing. And and tell me if you feel differently, but hmm. he's he's probably starting to price himself out of out of the Suns' range, is what is what I'm guessing. I think so. I, I think it would be close. Um, they they could definitely be in the mix, but yeah, it, thing with Christian Wood too is you, you have to um, factor in he's never gotten paid in his yeah. career, right? Relative yeah. to, to right. NBA salaries, so this is his first, maybe only because he is a little bit older um, chance at getting a big contract. So I think you're looking. I think his first year salary is coming in 15, 16 million a year. And that starts to get really tough, especially if the site, you know, no way if the Suns don't go the cap space route, if they go the cap space route, that starts to be a little tricky there. Well, let me ask you a teammate question. So if you're Chris Paul and Devin Booker, you're sitting down and you're talking about who's going to be that third, fourth, fifth guy, whatever it is, that guy that you're going to bring in along with Chris Paul to make you relevant. Is it or keep you relevant? Is are they deciding that Christian Wood is the right 
guy to go for? Or are they more going to go for Sergio Baca, Danilo Gennaro? Can't even say his name. <laughs> it's, it's, De- it's DeAndre Aiden. It's DeAndre Aiden's the third guy. There is there, no, no, there no. Is no. I'm, I'm sorry. The second dude to come with Chris Paul because they have the money to spend. They've got gotcha. ten plus million if they go under the cap. Nine point three if they stay over the cap. Who's that guy that Chris Paul is going to bring with him to bring the you know bring the heat and make this team really play up to its capabilities? Is it going to be another young dude like a Christian Wood, or is it going to be an older guy, a veteran guy who's been in the in the fire, like a Danilo Gallinari or a Serge Ibaka? Yeah, my guess would be it's the veteran. I, yeah. I think that's the way he want he would want to go because I think if you're Chris Paul, you're starting to count how many more years of really yeah. pushing at a high level do I have, and I, I think you want that that veteran. I, I you know I, I apologize, I'm not trying to do your job for you here, but I've seen maybe it's the same person keeps asking, what do you know about Abdel Nader? Well, you guys know he played for the team I cover, the the Celtics. He played for yeah. them. So you know, I, it's Abdel Nader is one of those guys where. There'll be about two or three weeks a year where due to injuries or whatever it is, he's out there on the wing. And you'll be like, man, this guy's actually not too bad. Do a little bit off the dribble. And then after two or three weeks, you'll be like, I hope he doesn't play anymore. <laughs> Get him off the court. <laughs> kind of he's just he he looks good in short bursts. Um, I like to call him he he's like one of your um prototypical in major league baseball, they call him four A. Yeah player yeah. where he's he's way too good for the G League, but he's not quite good enough yeah. for the NBA. Um, and a lot of that comes with he's just not really fast enough. Um, he doesn't do anything good enough, but he can shoot a little bit, you know. So, um, you know, I, I don't know that that this Suns team is really in all that dire need of shooters. I think they've got you know several. Um, but you know, he, he'll yeah. he'll be somebody who'll be all right for you depth wise. You know, uh, you know, can full of times a year when guys. Suns fans well, will he, remember him in that blowout of the Thunder when Chris Paul didn't play the second half and the Suns were really hot in the bubble. Um, Abdel Nader had a pretty good first half and early second half, and then um, I don't think he made a shot toward the end. So they they probably have more positive memories of him than you do, Keith. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah he's he's a uh, summer league legend. Yeah, there's yeah, a there's yeah, a lot yeah. of guys Suns fans have memories like that about, <laughs> especially over the last few years. But Keith, yeah. uh, thank you so much. Uh, anytime you want to do our job, or in particular Dave's <laughs> job, just hit me up in the, uh, yeah, yeah. In the DMs, and we'll get you. Yeah, I told you, I'm the third wheel on this two wheel brothel. <laughs> Keith, so, uh, anytime you need somebody to get bumped by an NBA legend, you just let me know. I'm happy to do it. <laughs> gotcha, we will gotcha. we will let you know. Appreciate Keith, it. let us know how to how the let the people know how they can find you on yeah. social. You can find me on Twitter at Keith Smith NBA. Um, you can find my written work at Yahoo Sports, Real GM. And if you're for any reason looking for Celtics specific, yeah. Celtics blog is part of SB Nation. Right. Keith Keith Smith, you're awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming to on. Talk to follow him on on social. Thanks, Keith. Uh, and you know, what, Saul, uh, I gotta I gotta applaud you with the Eddie Johnson random pop in coming off the bench. That was beautiful. But now it's our turn. (laughs) We've had the guests. They've had their chance to react. But now it's a few minutes for us to actually celebrate or or bemoan whatever you want to do. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I think something needs to be said before we start any of that. And I think it's this. Well, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it this way. I'm just gonna be blunt. <laughs> there is a faction of Suns Twitter that seems to have fallen on its head very hard and thinks that <laughs> that Chris Paul 
somehow fits into the equation in Phoenix. And I was looking at your sheet, and I can't figure out the math in any way without doing something uh, disastrous to this roster to fit uh, shoehorn in $41 million, I believe, roughly, is what Chris Paul is going to make. <laughs> just oh, absolutely I, terrible. Dude. Two so things. That was just two Absolutely weeks ago. Terrible. It was two weeks ago. It wasn't even like you know, six months ago. It was just like the other week. Two, oh my it was God. three weeks ago. How and let me awful say could that be? Let, let me say a few things here. First, as I mentioned with Keith, math is not my strong suit. So <laughs> capology, I do not understand very well. And that clip showcases that. Two, I have since fallen on my head as well. And and now I believe fully in this deal when you look at it. And you know what? There's a thing called nuance and people can change their minds. And when I started to hear that this was a deal that Devin Booker really wanted, that's that was the big thing that changed for me was when you realized this means something to the superstar on this roster. And then you start thinking about the little things like Paul means – uh, in perception with the league and other players coming in here. Uh, and, you know, I, I have, I've said, and I've been no stranger about this, that Kelly Ubrey was a guy I thought they would and should trade. So when you start putting it together and you realize it, it wasn't going to be Cam Johnson included, McHale, which with some people had talked about early on being included, wasn't going to be included. And the 10th pick likely wasn't going to be included. It starts to it starts to feel better. I didn't think they were going to be able to get get him. I didn't think CP3 was going to have the Suns as the destination he wanted. But I was a thousand percent wrong, and I apologize to everybody I claimed that had fallen on their head. Uh, in particular, probably uh, a few other hosts on other shows. If it, if it makes you feel any well, better, you were wrong. yesterday I pretty much bagged the Cardinals when they gave up the last touchdown, and then. Oh. Yeah, I had to eat a lot of egg after that I one. So. I, I, my it, boss, it, it, he told then, me you know, he turned off the game with 34 seconds left. <laughs> and, and also, can we give a shout out to the to the trolls that never say anything until you you absolutely screw up one time, and then they're like, "Oh, hey, got you, old takes yeah. exposed." Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Where'd you even come from? Hey, hey, look, I love that. Look, I'm I'm impressed anybody actually bookmarked that clip just to throw it in my face. So I I applaud everybody uh, and the effort that Saul made to actually pull that clip out. One thing, and I'll tell you another reason. I talked to a lot of people that I know around the league as this started to gain some steam, uh, and 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 started to to hear more opinions that was an initial take when the rumors were coming but one i got and excuse me i'm going to read off the phone here so i get it right but this was from a former coach that's coached both cp3 and devin booker uh and i said hey what does this mean for devin booker's future and he said definitely going to take him to another level it'll be the first hall of fame teammate he's had perfect fit for both of them because they both can play on or off ball one of the most competitive tandems in the NBA, not just backcourts, but tandems. It's from somebody I, I really trust. Uh, and that perspective, again, when you start talking to more people, makes a makes a lot of sense. So, you know, I was wrong. Exactly and most people it, aren't willing to admit it, but I was damn yeah. wrong. And that's okay. I'm that's all good. right with that. Hey, that did what? make a huge, huge difference, though, when they both wanted this to happen. Yes. Huge difference. Well, I mean, again, is it a good trade or is it not a good trade? You know, and I think at the time when you look at 40 plus million dollars, you're like, no, 
it's not a good trade. Don't do it. It doesn't make any sense. But mm -hmm. then you play out the season and you see you see kind of the ceiling that Ricky Rubio has, right? And that he's not really a he's not a a playmaker in terms of being able to get you a bucket anytime he wants. He's more of a playmaker for other guys, which is what you needed at the time. You absolutely needed somebody like that. So he, he's kind of raised the team's level to a certain point, and now you need somebody that's going to take you to another level. And I think that's what CP3 brings. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. And, and originally, you know, also I, I, I was looking at the free agent class and, and, and when you look back in retrospect, this is, this is the best guy you could have gotten. Like you weren't going to yeah. spend 18 million and land a, a second team NBA guy uh, that, that that's a, a pretty much a lock for hall of fame. Uh, so yeah, I, I just was wrong. I can't say it any other way. I and and I learned more information and I changed my tune. And that's uh, that's the way it happens. But yeah. I couldn't be more thrilled to have CP3 in Phoenix because there's energy now. Like I said, and I do not let me make this clear. Uh, I am not comparing Chris Paul to Charles Barkley when I say this, but this situation, and I tweeted this earlier, reminds me a little bit of the 92-93 season and the fact that the Suns had a promising young core. They knew they were, they needed another piece to, to make any kind some kind of jump. Uh, and, and they, they made that move. They were also moving into a new arena and had, had yeah. new uniforms. It just, there's something about it that feels reminiscent. Now I'm not yeah. saying that the, this year's Suns team is going to the finals or Chris Paul is going to win MVP, but the energy is very much the same. And the mm. optimism now feels the same. And there were people that, that looked at Jeff Hornacek the same way they look at Kelly Oubre right now and that they loved Jeff Hornacek and that yeah. they thought it was ridiculous that the Suns would get rid of Jeff Hornacek regardless <clears throat> of the return. Okay. So, mm -hmm. so there's just similarities that the energy feels the same to me, not necessarily what the results will be in the end. Sure. Sure. No, I, I totally agree. I remember that day when it happened um, and, and, you know, it was kind of 50, 50, you know, people were excited, yeah. but also people, you know, I think uh, the, the pulse here in, in Arizona for the most part is people don't like hotheads here in, in the Valley. They just don't like if they, if they seem like they're going to cause too much controversy, right. I, they'd rather steer away. And Charles Barkley had that reputation coming here. That was the biggest difference. He got here. He was awesome. He was amazing. His on-court play was just tremendous. Took us all the way to the finals. It took, took the Suns all the way to the finals. Fantastic. Okay. But that was an experienced team as well as young. And they had been through the wars with the Lakers and they had been through the wars in the playoffs. They lost to the Portland Trailblazers the year before. Like they, they, they had been through the battles and then you bring in Sir Charles and you're like, oh man, just completely changes the dynamic. Chris Paul could have that level of, of impact mm -hmm. Um, to get them into the playoffs and where seating wise, we don't know. But again, I got to go back to this point. It's not only going to depend on who maybe you bring in to compliment Chris Paul and Devin Booker, but gosh, DeAndre, if you are listening, please, 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 you are the key. If he doesn't show up <laughs> or if he's only going 15 and 10 or 20 and 10, they're going to be a four or five, maybe six seed, okay. and that's it. But if he balls out, it changes the game completely. Yes. 
Yes, and it. Can we not and, do numbers though? Please, please don't do numbers because no. very few guys do twenty and ten. I want and forty and twenty-five. Damn, Dude, damn. not on average. You're one of those man. Meaning, yo, don't do that. Come on. You're you're the guy that's uh, comparing the the guy in Dallas who shall not be named stat it's, line it, it's, to it's uh, more- to. It's more about the intangibles. It's more about the effort right. and the impact that he has right. in the game. Defensively, I think DeAndre took a huge step last year, yeah. and I hope it carries forward. Offensively, he's still trying to feel his game and find it. You know, he he's he's adding a perimeter to his game. Like it's gonna take a little bit, yeah. but man, if he could find it, I'm telling you, all-star. Yeah. And look, Easily. To, yes. to the Kelly to the Kelly Oubre fans out there that are heartbroken. This is not trading Dan Marley for Hot Rod Williams, all right? This is not it's this is not that kind of move and I know that I just dated myself there, but I promise you the reference works. Hey, someone's uh, got to date you. Yeah, uh, look, Kelly Kelly Oubre likely as we've heard wasn't coming back. I think this is a, this is the best move you could have made this offseason yeah. to take a jump all things considered. Uh, and and the long-term impact is minimal. If it doesn't work, yeah. There's there's an out. There's a ripcord too, and it doesn't set you back too much. This is the kind of move you had to make to get this young core to take the next step, to get battle tested, and to really really make a leap. I, people that wanted to stand pat, it, it's tough because this still was a sub 500 team, right? This the ain't no bubble. I get it, but prior to that. They were sub 500. It looked rough. Eight no didn't even bring them to 500 or above. You got to right. remember those things. And, and Chris Paul coming in now puts you in the conversation to be in that three to six range uh, in the Western Conference seating, which is huge, especially with the play in game now, because seven uh, through 10 all wind up in a playoff, a play in game. So now yeah. you're even hedging you your bet be a little bit that. there. That's right. Yeah. yeah, no, you definitely want to be above that. I mean, there's some people in the chats going, you're not going to beat L.A. You know what? It's fi- it's nice to finally be in the conversation of being competitive against the top teams in the yeah. West. It's been so freaking long. I mean, yeah. even five years ago, we all have fond memories of five years ago, six years ago now, when uh, the 48-win Suns barely missed the playoffs. Well, this team is better than that. Yes. And it is time to be in the playoff competition all year long to expect the best from these guys to to give Devin Booker the joy that he's been looking for for years. He said it's hard to be, it's been hard to win here guys. He said that after game after game after game. Now it's not going to be so hard to win. You're going to win regular season games. You're going to be a a good seed in the playoffs. Then you're going to have to play a tough team. You're going to have to play a tough team in the playoffs. Yeah. Two tough teams, hopefully three tough teams or four tough teams. God, that'd be really nice, wouldn't it? Look, Let's I, get there and enjoy it. Two, two you, do, things. You need, do you need some red tape, by the way, Dave, so you can start Xing off dudes in that picture right behind you? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, hey, Craig, Craig, Hamill, Craig Hamill, I will buy a new one. You put that together after free agency is over, and I will buy a new one from you. Dave's You're right. Pot, Dave's will got a potty mouth. Yeah, Dave's got a potty mouth. Dave, you got to oh, put a hundred. Yeah, you got to put you, put some money in the swear jar. Hundred dollars in the swear jar. We're <laughs> yep, gonna give it to. That's a fine. That's a fine. We're oh, gonna man. we're gonna that, give it to Fox Sports Charities. I gotta do that. Fox Sports. We're <laughs> gonna put a hundred dollars. So look, uh, two things here. I I love. I'd love to beat L Day, 
but I'm just as happy to play LA in the playoffs at this point. That would be a huge, uh, huge improvement. So I'd be excited yep. just to get there uh, at this point. This, but not to the second round. I, or the or the conference finals. I don't care. Yeah, I'm not, exactly. I'm not yeah. greedy. I'll take yeah, any yeah. of it, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, okay, I'm greedy. Let's yeah. let's get there. Uh, you know, so there's there's excitement to be had here. There is, and it's not done. There's Wednesday, which, if you're with us, Wednesday night live stream NBA draft on the Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page. Myself, uh, Dave, Saul. Yeah. Who knows who's gonna pop up? I mean, we had Eddie Johnson yeah, we, show up. Right. We have a games. we have a guest list, a potpourri of guest lists about to show up uh, on Wednesday so for sure. So fun. So, so come join us. You'll find out who the next newest member of the Phoenix Suns is after Chris Paul. And, and who knows? There fun. may be more Flex dropped that, uh, drop that that the Suns are probably going to yeah make another deal and get in just like they did last year and get a vet plus a player. That'd be great. Hey, hey there, who knows? Anything's possible. And then. Saturday morning when we go live again at 8 a.m. Arizona time, free agency is going to be underway. The the legal tampering period, I believe, is what it's called, which never made any sense. If it's tampering, it's not legal, but so be it. Starts uh, Friday night, so we may even have free agency news uh, on Saturday morning. This is the craziest week in NBA history, uh, and I'm not speaking hyperbole. That is the no, truth. A, it's a fact. This yeah. is going to be the craziest week uh, yeah, in history. So lock in, buckle up. Uh, you know, Dave's got a lot of Geritol. He's got a drink between now and Saturday <laughs> to get ready for this. Uh, we're going to wash his mouth out with soap as well. Yes. Uh, I oh think, my. So I, I'm a child I, and an old guy all in one. <laughs> we'll, we'll put the soap well, in the Geritol. They, they, <laughs> okay, there you go. They, <laughs> Hey, so, I just want to give a shout out to all the all the yeah. people that were in the chat today. I mean, the chat was insane today. Awesome. Just so we all know, awesome. it was amazing. Yes, uh, people are excited. The, we had we had over six hundred people at once, yep. simultaneously on this on this at one time, almost six fifty maybe at one point, just on the YouTube. This yeah. was also playing on the Facebook side as well on Fox Sports yeah. Arizona and in Twitter. I've been I've been seeing it in yeah. Twitter as well. Yeah, a, so, dude, thank this has you. been so awesome. You guys are great. You guys are really great. And you know what? It's nice to be popular enough to even the, to have the trolls show up. Yes. Just, yeah. Hey, just so we know, I I feel like we're two and zero now since the partnership started. Just so yeah. just so we're <laughs> clear. I mean that that people in the chat were saying, "Hey, man, they they really stepped their game up." I just want to say yes. That's yeah. it. That's all I want to say. I, I believe the best is yet to come. I'm going to say that. Uh, and gray sweatpants. And I think Saul and I might gray have. Sweatpants. I think Saul and I may have matching shoes for the draft night special we do. as well. All sorts of crazy stuff coming up Dude, here. How are we going to see your shoes? Are you going to show off your sweatpants yeah. too? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> why not? And so, so thank you to everybody uh, at on the Fox Sports Arizona side for supporting this, getting the new new intro as it were two episodes in uh we appreciate you to our guest keith smith uh flex and of course the uh the always delightful uh eddie johnson i feel like i can't yeah. make fun of him now uh after after he called me out for he, that, dude, he's so. a classic man he's a classic <laughs> yeah. So, so for them, uh, we we are so grateful that they stopped by. You can follow the man next to me, the the myth, the legend, uh, Dave King at Dave King NBA. The NBA is there, so you ignore his gray hair. And then uh, you've got Saul Bookman. I think I've memorized. Oh yeah, let's see how this goes. Saul underscore Bookman. 
Yay! Not to, be, not to be confused with Saul Goodman or any of the other people. And now you just confused him. Yes. Saul <laughs> underscore Bookman on Twitter. Uh, make sure to follow all the Fox Sports Arizona uh, social channels as they will keep you up to date on everything going on uh, with the Phoenix Suns and everything in Arizona sports. Uh, I'm at, at Espo on Twitter, the Suns at Espo. The show is at, at Sun Solar Panel on all the social channels. So for the guys, for our guests, thanks for joining us. We'll catch you Wednesday at 5 p.m. Arizona time for our live draft special on the Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page. See you Wednesday. Yeah, you can't hold me down. Yeah, how you let me know? You won't beat the hell of a call. Oh, it's like bling blow, hey. You can't hold me down. Yeah, how you let me know? You won't beat the hell of a call. Oh, it's like bling blow, ayy. Gonna, 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 yeah. 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 Gonna, 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 on the court up against another team with the, with the floor that goes with it. I'm excited to see this, but you know what time it is, right? Oh, it's time uh, for for the big board. Yeah. Espo's big board. That's right. And since it's draft week, kind of, you know, and we've got our big draft special coming up on Wednesday at 5 PM Arizona time over on the Fox (laughs) sports, Arizona Facebook page. Yes. Shameless plug. I thought this week's Espo's Big Board should be the top five players the Suns drafted that never actually played a game in a Suns uniform. Because you know what? We might as well get depressed before we, uh, with all this excitement we have right now. I got to bring the temp- the temperature of the room down a few notches. It, I, I tried to cushion the blow, by the way, by the pictures that I selected of these players that you, <laughs> that you wanted. So um, hopefully I did such a thing. Look, I want to bring the temperature of the room down just like I do with the misses. There's a you know, so that's what that's what I want to want to do here. Clearly, and that's not, wearing, those gray sweatpants, clearly not wearing gray sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. I will, I'm gonna do that. I, I may show up to our, our draft special with a nice collared shirt of gray sweatpants with my <laughs> next week. I'll be wearing gray sweats on this show. So oh, let's hop into goodness. it. Number yeah. five on Espo's big board this week, it is Steven Jackson. He was the 1997 second-round pick, 42nd overall for the Phoenix Suns, never played a game in a Suns uniform, went on to play with numerous NBA teams, most success with the San Antonio Spurs. Dude averaged 15 points, four rebounds, and three assists a game. Uh, a great second-round find for the Suns, too bad. He never played with Phoenix. Obviously, he had his own problems, numerous things, but he was a Suns draft pick, and not many people know that. So true, true story. True story. Uh, the very week after he got drafted, he actually was playing at Kiwanis Park in Tempe on the outdoor <laughs> courts, and I was there, and we played against each other. And this dude talked so much trash and couldn't hit a bucket. And I was <laughs> like, dude, this dude is garbage. I thought he was going to be terrible, and then lo and behold. He's playing for the Spurs and he's winning titles and he was clutch. And like, what the hell just happened here? Pretty Saul crazy. was Saul was 30 back then at Kiwanis oh, Park Jesus in 1997 Christ. playing <laughs> playing a little one-on-one with Steven Jackson. 
Uh, hey, hey, <laughs> literally, Dave was thirty. <laughs> <laughs> you, one of never, us was thirty. It was not me. <laughs> you, you will never know which one's older, Dave or Saul, because I'm going to keep this joke going on. Number four on the list: a man that's short in stature but high in basketball IQ. It's Nate Robinson. He was. Man, that's a rough looking photo, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I'm glad you went with the big three photo. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah both both of them. Three. I had to do the big yeah. three because, you know, why not? Yeah. 2005 first round draft pick at 21st overall. Wound up averaging 11 points, three assists, and two and a half rebounds. But he was an exciting dunk champion as well. And and the thing that makes, makes it tough when you think back at that, this was during the time that the Suns were in their inter- eternal search for a backup point guard to Steve Nash. And they let uh, let Nate Robinson go. So, which brings us to uh, number four, or excuse me, number three on our list. Uh, speaking of eternal search, the Suns forever were looking for a center, a big man. They drafted Mark Eaton. Most people don't know this. They drafted him out of, I believe it was a junior college. There was some weird thing with how they drafted Mark. Actually, I take that back. I don't even think he was in college. I think they kind of found Look him how taller in a weird way. But, but yeah, oh, Mark Eaton. Over. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, I know. I'm Mark, kidding. Mark Eaton was you gotta huge. Get used to my sense of humor. Sons, uh. Sons drafted him in 1979, 107th pick <laughs> overall. Uh, he averaged six points, eight rebounds, and an assist. But he was a big part of the Utah Jazz's success. Hey, but but in not the 80s and early 90s. But not all was lost. Okay, not all was lost because don't we remember this? Oh well, of course. I mean, Kevin Johnson oh. earned uh, earned some respect uh, and, and made it okay that you didn't draft Mark Eaton. But look, yeah. look at the size of Mark Eaton in, in an era Christ. where the Suns were looking for any giant body to throw in at center. Uh, they unfortunately drafted Mark Eaton, but didn't get him. That could have been our Hadadi. And, uh, <laughs> number two on the list. This one pains me probably more than number one. It's Rajon Rondo. Yeah. Drafted the year after Nate Robinson. Same pick, 21st overall in the first round. This dude would have been the perfect backup point guard to Steve Nash yeah. in the seven or seconds or less years. Uh, Average 10 points, eight and a half assists, four and a half rebounds for his career. But three-time assist champ, two-time NBA champ, four-time all-defensive team. Think about him shoot. backing up Steve Nash. Think about them playing together, possibly. Steve oh. Nash was such a great shooter. Like, yeah. I, I mean, that would have been phenomenal too. Cause you know, that uh, uh, D'Antonio, D'Antoni would have found a way to put those two on the court at the same time. Even Mark D'Antonio, the former Michigan State <laughs> football coach, would have found a I way know. to put him on the court. We were pronunciation truthers on here. Man, <laughs> no, please don't say Jogic. No, no, number right. the number one. Drogic doesn't fit. He did play for the team. The whole premise is no, just pronunciation issues. <laughs> <laughs> number one on the big board. George Gervin, the Iceman, was actually drafted wow. by the Phoenix Suns in 1974 in the fourth round of the NBA draft. What happened was the San Antonio fourth Spurs round. in the ABA also drafted him. He elected to play in the ABA, and the rest is history. But George Gervin, uh, if you don't know the Iceman, an amazing, unbelievable talent. Averaged 25 points, five rebounds, three assists, a Hall of Famer, four-time scoring champ, seven-time All-NBA, 1979 MVP. That one hurts because he could have changed the trajectory of those teams in the 70s and 80s for the Phoenix Suns if he had been a member of the team. And most people don't know it's a draft. It was much cooler to play in the ABA ABA than it was was. the NBA at that time. And then obviously – 
obviously the leagues merged. Look, the ABA was the was the gray sweatpants of basketball leagues. <laughs> And George Gervin just felt he fit better in those gray sweatpants than what the NBA had to offer. Of course, ABA and NBA eventually. And what merged. league was Tropic Thunder in, though? I mean, uh, that was whatever the, the the Tropics. That was the ABA. Yeah. It was fictitious yeah. ABA, but ABA yeah. nonetheless. So yeah. George Gervin, number one on the list. That is Espo's big board for this week, guys. Uh, any parting thoughts that we have before we get out of here? This is hey, been- come back on Wednesday night. We're doing the live draft show. I can't wait for that thing. Five. 5 p.m. Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page. Join us there. Uh, this is this is going to be a big event. We are going to have mystery guests. You never know who will show up. I mean, it could be big names. It could be small names. It could be no names. You don't know. It's like the grab bag of NBA draft specials, and you should be there over on the Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page. Please join us. Sun Solar Panel going to be giving you live draft Whoa. coverage on what could be one of the craziest nights in the NBA because, quite frankly, We've never been through anything like this as NBA fans, and and it's about to get a little weird. I have a feeling it's going to be fun. You know, it's going to be fun. You know, you know what's so much. You know what makes it funner is that we don't have to worry about like, oh my gosh, is this pick going to make or break us? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's yeah. a high expectation that this person is going to come in, this player is going to come in, and all of a sudden, right. like everything's going to change. It'd be nice if it did, but it's it's highly unlikely that it will. It's, it's just nice to be in that position for once and say, okay, we're right there on the border of the playoffs. All we need to do is keep, you know, making smart decisions and smart moves, getting players in here that, that fit the system and keep growing. And this player can help us do that. And I, I just, it's nice to not have to have the weight of the world on your shoulders on the number one, four, five, six, three pick. You know what I mean? So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the, the weight of the world is coming in forms of trade right now when it comes to the Phoenix Suns world. So as I said, if anything breaks in terms of potential Chris Paul deals or anything else big, we'll join you before Wednesday, but we are definitely on for Wednesday. Quick reminder before we get out of here, hit the join button on mm-hmm. YouTube if you're watching. You can become a flaming baller. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Uh, you guys are the lifeblood of what we do, and we truly appreciate it. If you're listening on the pod, uh, click the link in the bio if you want to become a supporter of the show there as well. Also, please leave us a five-star review because that helps us with the algorithms, and we need to get as many listens as possible uh, on these bad boys as we move forward. Uh, make sure to hit the like on the Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page, uh, and then you can follow at Dave King uh, NBA, uh, Dave King yeah. on Twitter. The NBA is there. Not with the R in the middle. <laughs> you can yeah. follow Dave King at Dave King NBA. The NBA yeah. is there to keep his ego uh, feeling a little bit better about itself. Uh, you can follow Saul uh, Bookman at Saul Bookman 32 on, no, on Twitter. No. No? Did Saul I get that under, wrong? No, yeah. It's <laughs> at, Saul, at Saul underscore Bookman. I continue to get disrespected on the show. <laughs> I didn't call uh, you Sal. Nobody, nobody can say my name, nor can anybody get my Twitter handle right. There is no 32. It's just at Saul underscore Bookman. <laughs> What's the 32 for? The 32 is on actually my my. IG handle, which is at S Bookman 32. But okay, uh, yeah, I knew there was a 32 at sure. Dude, he is not 32 Bookman. anymore. So yeah, there is no NBA out. attached to my name. I don't need that to, you know, because <laughs> you cover my, other sports. I don't cover any other sports. You can, you yeah. can follow. <laughs> I, I don't cover it. I, I don't need an yeah. NBA at the end of my name either. At, at Sun Solar <laughs> Panel across, uh, across social channels. Follow Real the quick. Show there. 
can I say thank you guys? Uh, I think this first show went very, very well as a, as a joint partnership, major shout out to flex again and Jeff Goodman for joining us yeah. on the, on the program today. Those two uh, took time out of their busy Saturdays to, to, to hook us up with their key insight, uh, which we very much appreciate. And thanks to all the viewers. Uh, we had a significant amount of viewers watching today and uh we we hope it keeps going we're going to try and bring the very best content and more stuff to you so you guys can enjoy the show and be a part of it and um obviously we're going to bring some silly stupid stuff to you as well (laughs) which we did with gray sweatpants which is all i want to give you uh all the thoughts in the world all the thoughts in the world uh really like so Way, well, hey, man, we got to give you huge props for setting up this show. You're the one who did. Saul's the one who's done all these graphics and these clips and everything. It's just, it's just been a wonderful show, man. We're very lucky to have you. Yeah. And if you, Thank you. If you'd like to congratulate him or complain at him, it's at Saul underscore Bookman. <laughs> on oh, you get it right then. All right. <laughs> right. Oh, I knew it. I just was giving you a hard time the first time. Uh, uh, make sure to uh, to watch Fox Sports Arizona Sunday night and Monday for the replay of all, the stadium. Uh, we also draft. have all the uh, Jeff Goodman prospect profiles for everybody yeah. um, that the Suns could potentially pick in this draft, even guys that might potentially slip in the draft, um, like Obi Toppin. Uh, we have all those profiles on our social media handles, so t- check us out on Twitter and on uh, Facebook as well. I am at Espo on uh, on Twitter, uh, on Instagram. I'm at Espo.digital. Check me out there. So for Saul, for Dave King, for myself, this has been the Sun Solar Panel. Thanks to Jeff Goodman and Flex, and we'll talk to you guys next week on Wednesday on the Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page and then back here on Saturday for a regular show. Yeah, you can't hold me down. Yeah, how you like me now? You won't beat that have a call. Oh, like bling blow, hey. Yeah, you can't hold me down. Yeah, how you like me now? You won't beat that have a call. Oh, it's like bling blow, hey. Gonna 